I'm Jason Klom. Gaziza. I'm Alan Rickards. Your last name is Rickard? And we are the hosts of Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast. Oh, hi. It's Jason Klom, and this is a special episode of of Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast, because this week it's time for, that's right, you guessed it, and now we join Jen on the ether. Like on in, not as in like like curious George type situation in a hospital. Right. No, in, in Just to be clear. On, on like floating on the ether. Right. Is what I meant. So what episode are we talking about, Jen? You were not here for this episode, so we're revisiting Bill's autobiography. Yes. Um, so when I was first re-watching this, I was a little tired, so I wasn't like going out of my way to recall details of the episode before I hit play. Uh-huh. Um... But the first thing I noticed in the first five minutes, probably the first 30 seconds or minute, really, um, is that the tone is weird. Yeah. And I'm like, did they have a mid-season break? Is this a new director that hasn't done news radio yet? No, it isn't. He did two episodes before this, mm-hmm. both of which were perfectly in tone. So it was. It's. It's. It, there's something going on here. And it's not a mistake. It's something's happening with Bill. Yeah. Um, Bill enters Dave's office. um, And at first it seems he's scheming and overconfident, which is normal. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you really look at his face and hear his tone, he's a lot calmer and something is off. Because he's like kind of just acting sort of normal, but like it's not coming from this. There's not that evil little look in his eye. Yeah, right. Um, and it's it's such a subtle change, but it makes everything feel so different that like it, their pace is different. Mm-hmm. Their rhythms are different with each other. It is uh, it is interesting. So um, it's absolutely Bill's mood that's changing everything. There's no scheme. That's happening here. Oh, even no though there plotting. seems to be. There seems to be. Because but... he's got a contract for Dave to sign. Oh, yeah. And um, there's no plotting. There's not even particularly good bragging. He has an autobiography deal, and he's not bragging even to Dave. Like, That's he brags true, yeah. to everyone if he has the tiniest interesting thing going on with himself. Like, he's the hottest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. So, this is kind of a big deal, and he is not really bragging about it yeah that's true um so you think he's playing it down maybe because um you know he's acting behave that release he gives dave the whole time i'm like okay that's why this is off because he's um you know he's he's tricking dave into something he's gonna find out later after he finally reads it that 
you know, it's, there's something in there like, oh, Bill, that's real nice. You wanted some free ad time for your book. That's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. Or, um, you know, you're not getting paid leave to go on a book tour or. Mm -hmm. And that translates to the audience, to the audience really reacts when, when he says, oh, just, you, you can sign it whenever you need to, whatever he says. Uh, the re audience reacts accordingly. They give, they yeah. give some. Take your time. Yeah. Take your time. They, they, I mean, yes, the way he reads makes everybody laugh no matter what he says. Yeah, but it's charming uh, and there's ridiculous. always the reason they laugh so hard is because there always seems to be something behind it. Absolutely. So what what is actually behind this is a giant slow, and then accelerating, at accelerating speeds, a uh, cry for help. Yeah. Um, normally to me it seems that. You know, maybe with some exceptions, Bill wants three things. Pampering, group or leadership acceptance or admiration, or sometimes a special little place of his own. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of Bill scheming that leads to one of these three things. Every once in a while, he acts like a, a normal person, but it's it's not most of the time. Yeah. Like, that's why Beth gets thrown off in that episode where he's just trying to take her to a nice place mm -hmm. to be nice because that doesn't normally happen um he's a big show off like i said uh so yeah the lack of bragging is weird um but he's he's crying for help and he obviously couldn't ask for any one for help immediately right when he started realizing he had writer's block he had to wait three months until he got to the beginning of his breaking point yeah Right, yeah, that's a good point. So he's he's three months into this, into this uh, downward spiral that apparently he's been hiding very well. Right. I mean, his release form might be due soon. Yeah. Like right. I mean, like like the whole thing could be due soon, and he's like, maybe he's like, well, if I give these uh, this publishing company the release, at mm -hmm. least it looks like something's going on because I have nothing else to give them. Or maybe even. Uh, if I give it to WNYX at the last minute and they refuse to sign it and I don't get to do my book, well, He might have been looking for an out. Yeah. He might have been like, oh, yeah. Or he could have been like, oh, you know, my boss hasn't signed the release yet. It's kind of long. He's going to probably take his time reading it. Right. So yeah. I'm sorry about that, guys. Um, and I won't turn it in until, you know, we have all the I's dotted and the T's crossed. Mm -hmm. Um. So, yeah, that's a good point. I'm, I'm glad you put... I didn't quite think of it that way, but I, I think of it that way now. Good. You should think of it that <laughs> way always. Um, and, of course, he goes to Dave for help because he's not going to admit weakness in front of the sure. group, if at all possible. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. like, the worst to him. It's it's the worst. The group group failure? Yeah. No. Um. We get to watch this whole breakdown as it happens at work anyway. There's definitely some things going on at home in between the days that are very upsetting that we'll get to, um, that are left to our imagination. Uh, but sometimes that's even better. Uh, so Bill sits in a pot of writer's block and self-loathing. Um, there's extra fuel added under this pot once he gets attention from others about his book, mm -hmm. which is right after he kind of admits dave that he need, needs help it right after that lisa goes and blabs and says oh bill has a as a book deal mm -hmm. and he's like oh my god um 
He's wasted three months in blanking and remembering his teenage alcoholism and thinking about how lame he thinks he is. Right. Um, and maybe he can't remember much. I mean, aside from being a 19-year-old alcoholic. Yeah. Um, he's also always has his nose in everyone else's stuff and, and seeing what he can get out of it. Yeah. He's not really a builder. Mm-hmm. Um, he's always analyzing other people. So seeing how he can get a, like a little leg up on them or, or seem special in front of them. Sure. Um, instead of trying hard to do something he cares about, he doesn't have a lot of focuses that, I mean, he does have some strong opinions on certain mm-hmm. things, but they don't seem to be things that matter that much most right. of the time at least he probably wants to be seen as having an opinion most of the time but he doesn't pay attention to things that might be important in the world enough to really care about any of them right um generally uh he swallows his pride to ask dave for help um and i think he goes to today i mean he always goes today but i think it's partially like right at the beginning, smoking was very early mm-hmm. in them knowing each other. And, uh, you know, they they fought and, and failed together. Mm-hmm. And because they've both seen each other fail really hard and challenged each other and, and failed. Shared secrets. Oh, yes. Um, he's like, well, I've already failed in front of you very hard mm-hmm. and been very honest with you. And it went back in my face. So I guess we just do this. Yeah. <laughs> um, so really, Bill Bill has a wall with everybody for for the most part. Um, and it doesn't really apply to Dave because of that. Because they've just, you know, they went to battle together mm-hmm. and lost. Um, so he's getting help because he has two words after three months. The outline. So, again, Bill doesn't work hard very much previous to this. Certainly not on college. Um, He still has the same job since college. Right. His new segments, his news segments, I misspoke, Mm -hmm. are basic, but they're very, very nicely voiced. Um, He only really puts effort into his opinion being shared with the world to feel important when he does the real deal segments. Um, he wants to feel like he's the authority on things, but he, you know, it's Bill. Uh, so he's been handed an opportunity yet again, but real books aren't written on minimal effort. Not ones like Dan Rather's, anyway. Uh-huh. Uh, who's mentioned by at least three people, and then I think Jimmy James himself mentions Dan Rather. He repeats his name like three times, re- like in succession. Dan Rather, if I'm not mistaken, comes up again. No, it might be Ted Koppel in the... Either way, uh, Dan Rather might come up in the show again, but I mean, I was thinking of Ted Koppel for a specific episode. You know, uh, so he's got these bars set real high once everybody knows... Um, what he's doing and he's like oh my god it's mm-hmm. not happening uh we all know bill wouldn't shell out for a ghostwriter so that's it's not going to happen that way and if he did 
would the ghostwriter want to hang out with him enough to finish it? And would Bill have anything that would be enough material to be us into a book to tell the ghostwriter? Yeah, that's the hard part. Right. You have to have something. He struggles to come up with any kind of semblance of a story, even a backstory. And it's funny because when Bill is BSing about things, yeah. he has flourishing language. Sure. He can con- try and convince and persuade people, at least to a point. He's very mm-hmm. successful with it, to a point, with people. Mm-hmm. Um, they know to take him with a grain of salt. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like he doesn't have language skills or sure. a strong voice. It's just that he doesn't build things. He just BSs. Yeah. Um. So, another note, um, Bill is also lost at all these Pentagon Papers references because his his approximate age when they were released in 1967, if we're going off of Phil Hartman's age, Mm -hmm. which why not, um, was a boozy 19. Mm -hmm. So, he might have passed out, you know, that week. Does he say he's 19... When he's in his college dorm room? Yeah. Okay. When, when the... Um, the, sh- the riots, the at, Chicago, which is 68. Yeah. So he's a... He's oh, a, so... But he's probably drinking still, when he's 18. He's probably I'm, still drinking when he's yeah. 18, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the circumstances of his upbringing, were they too painful to recall? Like, why is that not material? Right. Or does he just not consider them to be remarkable because they are weird everything it seems everything related to radio doesn't seem remarkable to him and he seems to be struggling because he probably doesn't have any confidence in any of it oh yeah yeah and he and he probably should he's been doing it a long time but he just he doesn't focus on his real honest self often enough sure because he's so scared of like failing in front of people all the Mm -hmm. time that's why he's he's like he's just so braggy all the time Mm -hmm. and and you know just he's so pompous but it's just because he's always overcompensating because he isn't paying enough attention to himself and he doesn't view himself as very big so he's always overcompensating um bill gets even worse after jimmy james talks him up and in front of everybody and says hey i'm using my own publicist um Bill puts on his happy face, but the fear is so intense in this part. Like, in front of everybody else, his fake happy face is pretty solid. Sure. Um, as long when he's not in Dave's office and stuff. But uh, when Jimmy James is there, he's trying very hard, and he breaks several times. Not when they're looking directly at him, but you can just see... You can see him just like melting with fear mm-hmm. uh, here and there because he's like, oh, my God, stop talking about Dan Rather. Oh, my God, you're using your own publicist. Oh, my God, I don't even have a title. And oh, thanks for the the cardboard stand up. Now everybody can have like a, a memory uh, item to look at and see it as a testament of my failure. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> what can I say? I can't say it to you. I can't snap at you. You are my employer. I can't do it. Yeah. I can do it to Dave. I'm not going to do it to the man that pays me more than everyone else. Mm-hmm. So um, he's like dying inside. The next day he manages to come into work despite nearly car suiciding. Mm-hmm. He comes in. He looks awful. He eats some toothpaste and swishes it around with his tongue. 
in his mouth and um, says, I think I got a title. I suck the Bill McNeil story. <laughs> so um, he he lulled himself to sleep the night before by listening to Dave's strange recording mm-hmm. of him singing A Horse With No Name probably many times in a row. Yeah. I'm sure he... He sung it like what twenty times in a row till he filled the tape up. Probably, it's quite like, possible. Like so, when Dave has nothing in his mind and he's trying to think of something important, does he just sing that song, mm-hmm. or is he just practicing it to get it right? Because <laughs> it doesn't sound like he's practicing very hard. Because it's very weird yeah. and very bad. <laughs> he doesn't want anybody to know about it. He insists it's the tape that came with the dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and I'm sure it's not the only tape with it on there either. Right, right. <laughs> So, because he doesn't hand Bill another tape, because he's probably not sure if some, another one has it on there as well. That's true. <laughs> um. Anyway, so um, this wasn't his bottom though. Like mm-hmm. you, th- this looks like his bottom. Like he looks horrible. He looks like okay, nowhere to go to butt up, buddy. Mm-hmm. You almost killed yourself yesterday in your car mm-hmm. with other cars. Right. Um. And you failed at that too. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so um, it's not funny. <laughs> it's just horrible. So um, he the n- next night admits that he he hit his bottom, and this is after we see him in the bar after work. Uh, all his coworkers have been told that he uh, is having a real hard time. He's in an emotionally sensitive place. And they're like, oh, my God, he didn't write anything, did he? And one of my favorite things of the episode, sadly, is um, Beth just, she cannot, her her schadenfreude is, like, mm-hmm. so strong at him mm-hmm. failing that yeah. she, she has the purest laughing at him mm-hmm. laughter. Mm-hmm. It's just bubbling out of her, like, seemingly so naturally and uncontrollably. Like, Vicky yeah. Lewis, I mean, she's always amazing. But it's just like like a joy to watch her laughing at him. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I think Alan. I don't know if he when we talked about it, if he mentioned it in this episode or not, but definitely recently, like her laugh was one of his favorite. Oh, moments her laugh is great because she just lets it rip. It's oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um. So, uh, and and Bill even pays well what compliment he can to Matthew. Like he's like, I don't have a personality. Mm-hmm. You know, at least you have this, you have this. And he's like, Matthew, I'm not sure what it is you have, but it's definitely something. Mm-hmm. And and so he even you know, as much as he can pays a po- compliment to even Matthew, who just bothers him just as like some sort of subhuman. Mm-hmm. And um you know he's that low that he thinks Matthew's above him right now, <laughs> and uh, That's a really good point. And and even Matthew feels like he is above him because he mocks him. Yep, a few times. Yeah. Well, it's once he realizes how funny it is, he's too stupid to quite realize. Yeah. Well, and he's usually afraid of Bill still at yeah. this point. He's not in love with him yet, so <laughs> you know. But to see him fail so publicly is no. Uh, oh my god! I get it now. <laughs> so he goes off to drink alone that night and we're not sure how that night is worse than swerving into oncoming traffic Mm -hmm. but apparently it is sure so that's that's pretty dark Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) 
But when he comes back, the tone seems normal again. Bill's suit is perfect. He looks dapper. He's made, like, extra efforts because he doesn't usually come in looking, you know, unkempt at all. Sure. Uh, you know, in, unless it's supposed, like, it's real obvious he's having a problem, like mm-hmm. the smoking episode. Sure. Um, but he has, like, some extra touches on his wardrobe, just mm-hmm. like he's made every extra effort to be like, hey, people, I am okay. Mm-hmm. Um, to show, you know, just to show off. So he, it's, he's, he's normal again because he has a scheme. Mm-hmm. And he has at least the glimmer of hope that it's going to work. So mm-hmm. that's what, you know, made him come in and feel human again. Yep. He's like, this is probably going to work and I have backup. Uh-huh. So Dave's a smart guy. I, I, I've fooled these people before. I think we can do this. So he comes in with his... um One of his college essays. Maybe the only one that he finished. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's long and he, uh, he was waving it around. He's like, I hit my bottom, but guess what? I started climbing, climbing, climbing to the top. Climbing, climbing, <laughs> climbing, climbing. Bill, cut to the point. Climbing, 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 climbing. <laughs> That's amazing. So, um, you know, he makes a big, big fat show of it. Uh-huh. Because he has to, because he needs to overcompensate. So it really gets drilled into his head that, no, Bill is fine. Bill is fine. Bill is fine. <laughs> and um, he waves it around and he gets Dave to pretend that he is so mad at him bragging that, you know, he's like, you are so happy with yourself. You're not allowed to finish this. So Bill is not just okay. He's like super great on a real big role so such a big man now and Mm -hmm. the boss had shot him down Mm -hmm. of course that that fits into a scheme he would do Mm -hmm. so um yeah it works and he his ego is restored because his ego is very 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 important to keep up for other people it's it's one of his main focuses in life Mm -hmm. so uh that's that's how they leave it and um you know he's he's happy again uh so basically for this episode bill is at his weakest um even compared to the smoking episode yeah um because it's a deeper emotional cut it's not just the physical and partially emotional it's like this deep dark place mm-hmm. that he's always overcompensating for but he has to like stand up and face it in the mirror and he can't handle looking at it yeah like so honestly and all at once he's like my whole life i really can't think of anything about myself are you kidding me <laughs> i do suck so um when he actually has to try something on his own with something that matters he loses willpower motivation appearances and self-worth because he can't handle like looking at himself honestly it freaks him out Mm -hmm. um we know why some of that happens when we get to hear some things about his family later uh you know probably not given a lot of importance by them Mm -hmm. so um bill really needs to find himself he needs to find something that gives him strength but for now, he's always been happy, find well, or at least appearing happy, finding strength in appearing happy. 
It's sure. like it's like a big circle. Yeah. Um, he finds comfort in spying on people, taking advantage, and sounding like he's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, he he finally got to that place again. Yeah. So d- healthy or not, he's at least not at his bottom. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So that's been the real deal. And I will do another one. I missed um, the Christmas episode and I believe one other. One other. Uh-huh. So I will be doing um, probably some shorter segments on those. This was such a bill heavy episode yeah. that thank you for bearing with us if you made it to this point in the episode. It's good. It's all really um, good stuff. But I this is what we were missing in the last episode. It was it was a, it was a lot of layers, and I I had to go through it. I, uh, a lot of scrawled pages for this one. Mm-hmm. So um, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, well, thank you, Jen, for doing that. You're welcome. Uh, this episode, as always, is brought to you by CVT Soft Serve. You can find them at CVT Soft Serve on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, they're a wonderful soft serve ice cream. I do find them delicious. So does Alan. So does Jen when she's not on the ether. <laughs> she likes their ice cream, don't you? You like CBT sauce. I do. You do. Um, uh, well, uh, I think that's about it. Uh, we'll have a regular episode coming up for you next week. Sorry about the delay this week. Uh, Jen is right. We're going to be doing some more Real Deal specific episodes. And also, why don't you guys email us and, and tweet us? Because if you do that, um, we can, we'd can we like suggestions for other types, different types of episodes we can do. Um, you can email us at uh, freakzilla at scopenet.com. In case you're a new listener, that is legit. We do have that. You can also call us and leave a voicemail. Please, this is an audio show. We would like to have more participation from you guys. Honest to God, call us up and just quote the show call if you feel like up. it. It doesn't matter. Call us you know, up. call up, talk about call your favorite episode, up. even if we haven't talked call about it yet. Up. Talk about uh, something that we missed. I mean, be cool about it. Don't be an internet dick about it. Be super cool about it, and we would love. We'll put you on six four six eight zero one W N Y X. We want your suggestions, like. If you have an idea for something we can talk about that even isn't an episode, let's do it. Because I was talking about it today, and I'm uh, pretty sure that once we get to the final episode of the show, we're probably going to keep going. Because we've got other stuff we want to talk about. We might want to do some real deals for other characters in the show. We might want to talk about other stuff. We might want to have some fans on the show. Like, get some other fans who didn't, you know. So, I don't know. Leave us a voicemail. Uh, leave us an email. Mm, just... Don't leave us late for dinner. That doesn't make any sense. Hmm. That's not a phrase. Mm-mm. It's don't don't call me late for dinner. I just thought I if I kept talking, eventually mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. would come out mm-hmm. that. <clears throat> follow us at WNYX. How does it make you feel? It feels really good. Follow us at WNYX News Radio on Twitter uh, and Instagram. Uh, I'm Jay Klam, J-K-L-A-M-M on Instagram. Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> That's me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening. And as always... Catch you later, B-Cakes. Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast, is part of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Alan Rickert and Jason Klom, and our theme song was composed and performed by Michael Warden. Have questions? Call and leave us a voicemail at 646-801-WNYX or email us at freakzilla at scopenet.com. Please subscribe to Dispatches from Fort Awesome on iTunes, give us a five-star rating, and write us a review. It helps. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WNYX News Radio. Visit stolendress.com to listen to our other podcasts, watch videos, and imbibe freely of our multimedia content going back 15-plus years. And special thanks to DJ Enigma for use of the Real Deal piano theme. 
Big Bear Day, Dave.